I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Let's dive in. Um, I so I want to start because I love in the beginning she lays out like her dream plan from ages twenty to twenty nine. Yes, she's like I want to be doing this and I'll be Mm -hmm. married by this age and that page. Did you have one of those and like do you remember what it was and like where are you at on Um, it now? I had a new one every day. I wanted to be a horse trainer. I wanted to be a veterinarian. I wanted to be a dermatologist. I wanted to be all uh, a trophy wife i wanted to be all kinds of things (laughs) that my career moved all over the place all over and Mm -hmm. as soon as i saw sex in the city i wanted to be samantha and that stuck for a while (laughs) okay pr did you you studied pr didn't you that was my major public relations now okay yeah i was did you until very recently you, I was about to say you (laughs) very yeah Yeah. have a lot of samanthaisms um and then did you similar like i want to be married by this age i want to have kids my first oh kid a thousand percent ridiculous yeah. especially from Craziness. where we went to school i went i said by the 27 that i was gonna have a baby married on my way to a mar- um renting on a beach house for the summer <laughs> by 27 but tw- a 27 year old black woman <laughs> What the that fuck? Is very is what and, and knowing I couldn't do math. Knowing good <laughs> and well I could not do math or science. That is the oh only God. path where a black woman can get to a beach house by twenty seven. Or <laughs> twenty seven. You, you know, know you be an engineer or something. An engineer, a doctor, or you go the Porsche route. Okay. The Kenya route. Or that. You find yourself yeah. a rich African. Find no you. hate. No, nobody <laughs> in these rich African streets. Uh, no, but, I find you a rich African. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. But yeah, ridiculous, oh, wow. absolutely absurd. So uh, <laughs> I would love to write mine because I think they'd be fun and it would take up like at I least know. thirty pages. So, <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Would you have oh plans God. like that? You probably do. definitely. I mean, career-wise, <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, we all had these impossible, ridiculous ah. things. Um, career-wise, I always. For most of my life, it was like communications, journalism, film, TV, mm. entertainment, like something within that realm. Mm-hmm. Um, senior year is when I like veered off and I was like, fuck this, I'm doing education instead. Oh, yeah. Career wise, it never changed too much. It was always like writing, communications, something mm-hmm. in that media. Um, but then, yeah, in terms of like life plans, like kids, marriage, all that stuff. It's so funny when you look at 32 now, still unwed, like looking back at... <laughs> 
impossible. Still like, unwed shit. and happy about it. I'm and happy fine. about it. Yes. <laughs> I think yeah, it was like married by 27, first kid mm-hmm. by 29, like uh-huh. something like that. Some yep. definitely sound like by 30, I wanted to already have a kid. Like something. Oh, already like a mom. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And at 32, I'm still trying to I still barely like kids. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) better you have one or two. (laughs) We working on it. We working on it. But yeah, I loved her kind of like laying that out just because I know off the rip, everybody has something like that. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. to see how it just like goes awry. It's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, let's talk about her upbringing. Yes, her childhood, which had entirely too many parallels to my own. Um, I thought it was really interesting how she talked about her relation to Black culture within the Black spaces that she had to be voluntarily put in versus mm-hmm. the white spaces that she had to be in, like school. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely where I saw alignment between her childhood and mine, where there was a part where she talked about how her parents enrolled her in track, mm-hmm. like specifically mm-hmm. to meet black people and mm-hmm. her dad, you know, builds mental strength or whatever, but mm-hmm. literally did the same. My mom signed mm-hmm. us up for track. There was a track club in uh in the town. Let's say where. In, not in my town definitely oh, not in the white town i was gonna town. say yeah i was like <laughs> no. oh okay he joins like a black youth yeah. track club yeah i did praise yeah. dance she talked about she did praise dance i did same, praise dance same <laughs> liturgical dancing yes, yes liturgical yes. dance mm-hmm, yep mm-hmm. a lot of my extracurriculars were strategically in the inner city yeah where mm-hmm. both my parents work so convenient for them mm-hmm. but then also yeah. yeah they want us to have that kind of like touch point because where we were living yeah. was super white school was super white so mm-hmm. any any options that they have for us to interact with non-white students or mm-hmm. non-white people you know my parents were very intentional about making that a part of our upbringing so it was mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. to see that her parents literally did the same track and praise dance i was like what the fuck i was like yeah. I was both of those it's yep. so crazy yep. yeah yeah oh, yes i was in uh, praise dance, lots of church activities, and yep. I actually did track to lose weight, which was not the same. But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, different. all kinds of, just all kinds, anything extracurricular that I could do with the black people in my town, I did. Because I went mm-hmm. to entirely too long. Jody, bleep out the school. Yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> we're not ready to come for them yet, but bleep out the school. Um, and one of the sentences or pages that she i thought she encapsulated so well was on page 18 she says a major part of my transformation from the awkward dunk duckling to the cool chick was the development of my racial identity Mm. and relating to being cool in a white space and almost not accepted in the black spaces that Mm -hmm. dichotomy of identity i related to a lot um Mm. yeah there was a lot of um even when i went to like camp and stuff and Mm -hmm. when i said that i was in jack and jill or i said that i went to private school it was like oh god here's the fuck Mm -hmm. she goes Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and especially because the socioeconomic status i had growing up too i could Mm -hmm. definitely relate to all of these things because Mm -hmm. it's a very 
um, it's very confusing. Mm -hmm. confusing. It's a very particular experience of Mm -hmm. some black people. Some black people grow up in mostly black spaces Mm -hmm. and then go off and then encounter whiteness, like in college, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, Our upbringing along with Rachel was primarily in white spaces Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Mm -hmm. intentionally put into black spaces Mm-hmm. by our parents for mm-hmm. you know access and um just access to other black people and yeah. then yeah having to then exist in two spaces a mm-hmm. white space from like monday through friday until mm-hmm. 3 p.m and then a black space and having to fit in in both yeah and fit in in the black space even just saying that sounds odd but you're a yeah. different kind of black when you go you into are. the black space with mostly yep. black kids who are growing mm-hmm. up with other black kids. Mm-hmm. They yep. sniff you out already by the way you yep. talk, the way you look, the way you dress, the, the way you dress. coming from as different. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that is that that trying to fit in, like I heard, definitely felt her when she was talking about like just the struggle of trying to fit in with the black kids at her school or wherever it was that she was at. Yeah, um, whatever extracurricular she was doing. Extracurricular, mm-hmm. yeah. Um I definitely had that experience in college, in my college, Mm. where the black kids, I lived in the black, quote unquote, the black dorms, like the historical Mm -hmm. black dorm. Um, And my freshman year, most of the students, most of the freshmen had all met each other over the summer. There was like some summer break. Oh, right. Yeah. They all knew each other. I missed that. I was on vacation with my family. So I come in freshman year. Even that excuse as itself. I was on vacation with my family. But even still, because most of those black kids were also from private school. At your school? Yeah. 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 So maybe Summer Bridge is even the right term. It was like some summer opt-in program that they could do. Not like a typical, let's help the black kids, give them remedial classes type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those. Okay. Um, But yeah, I was on summer vacation. Missed that. Mm -hmm. Came in. Everybody was clicky. Everybody knew each other. Everybody had friends, whatever, whatever. And I felt like such an outsider, such a fish out of water, like so kind of like rejected in a way. Mm -hmm. And not so much about like my blackness was different from theirs or whatever. I just didn't feel like a warmth or openness. Mm -hmm. So then Mm -hmm. I ended up making friends who lived in the white dorms or not the Mm -hmm. white dorms, lived in the the regular dorms, (laughs) the (laughs) non-black. Not segregation, girl. I know. (laughs) She lived in just where most freshmen lived and Mm -hmm. I chose to live in the like historical black dorm Mm -hmm. Um, and start hanging out with her instead and just going with her parties or whatever Mm because I literally felt kind of like rejected by Mm -hmm. the students, the black students primarily at the dorm that we were living in. Mm -hmm. So that kind of like when she was talking about her i was like triggered because went through this Mm -hmm. (laughs) where it's like your own people and you're trying to like tap dance and get them to notice your care Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they don't (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah oh mm -hmm. good no i loved how she (laughs) i wrote this down she wrote she spent planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Justine, there's something I gotta get off my chest, girl. Tell me. I've been low-key struggling with my relationship with my phone and social Mm. media. Just the over-accessibility these devices create, this addiction to Instagram, Mm -hmm. the distraction from everyday life and the people closest to me, it's been really stressing me out. I'm not even gonna lie. Mm. I mean, that makes sense. Content overload is very real and staring at everybody's highlight reels can be overwhelming Mm. and can absolutely steal your joy and peace. We carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. You all know we're huge advocates of therapy. We talk about it all the time on this podcast. It's been tremendously beneficial throughout different stages of my life and areas where I've needed help. From eating disorders to new relationships to my ever-changing relationship with my family, therapy has really helped me to set boundaries and prioritize my self-care. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash 2BG1R today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 2BG1R. 1,260 hours per year (laughs) steeped in whiteness. And that was like the hours of the school day or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I love how she put that because... I don't want to say I'm an expert on white people, but I think I'm an expert on white people. I would say you're an expert on white people. <laughs> <laughs> we spent a lot of time around uh-huh. white people growing uh-huh. up uh-huh. in my day to day, my extracurricular and everything. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like Rachel Lindsay, along with me and you, along with mm-hmm. a lot of black people who have a lot to say about whiteness, mm-hmm. our lived experience is being steeped in yep. whiteness yep. growing up specifically around white people. Mm-hmm. I know I know a little bit of the thing or two about mm-hmm. whiteness, white people and all of that. So I just loved mm-hmm. how she calculated that. Cause I was like, yes, mm-hmm. it's true. We spent mm-hmm. a lot of time. We are experts. <laughs> we yeah. know them through yep. and through. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh God. Sorry. Mm. I just called that out. <laughs> no, that's true. And even thinking right? about it, like we know a lot about because of where we went to school, white womanhood, um, mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. it relates to race no matter mm. if you are black, biracial, a quarter, a fifth, it don't matter. Mm-hmm. White people will let you know when you're not white. You know what I'm mm. saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that us three that we have in common as darker skinned black women mm-hmm. normally wouldn't know about if we didn't weren't in these arenas yeah. with where white wealth was at the top. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of where we went to school, then we mm-hmm. know. Where we live, yep. Yep, Very yep, true. yep. And she um, had a lot in here about Jack and Jill, which I loved. I was about because, to say, let's get to it. Yes. <laughs> As I, she called it the country club for black people, which is country club. honestly probably how I too would describe it. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not, so you grew up in Jack and Jill, so you yes, can speak very much to it. Mm-hmm. I spent about a month in Jack and Jill <laughs> <before> my mom. 
My mom said, this is not for me. Yeah. And took us out. And Mm -hmm. she too was like, I can't relate with these people. I don't know. I got to go. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's how, yeah, I would describe it as country club for black people. That was the feeling I got from it. But Mm -hmm. as someone Mm -hmm. who grew up in Jack and Jill, what were your thoughts of how she described it in her experience and how it was? I loved how she described it because I think a lot of black people who join initially or who know a lot of the negative history and negative connotations about Jack and Jill are not wrong, Mm -hmm. but also don't have the full story, right? It is not incorrect that Jack and Jill did the paper bag test. That is not wrong. Mm -hmm. It is not wrong that you have to pay dues and you have Mm -hmm. to afford to be around certain kinds of people. That's not wrong either. Mm -hmm. But what is the history of Jack and Jill is that it is African-American people coming together to salvage part of a tribal culture that has been ripped from us from slavery and segregation. Mm -hmm. And she said on page 27, uh, let's just say this is a whole different look for an organization that began organizing swimming parties for their children because segregation in the late thirties banned them from public pools. Mm -hmm. So the original point of Jack and Jill was Mm -hmm. to create community amongst black people in whiter spaces. Okay. Um, So a lot of people don't have that context when they talk about Jack and Jill. Yeah. And the history behind it. And the history. Yeah. The point of it, the original point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like it's because I hear the history and the, um like the original i guess in, intention behind it mm-hmm. but when i think mm-hmm. of jack and jill i do think ex, i think exclusivity mm-hmm. i don't think inclusivity mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. think when the when she said country club i was like i think of that mm-hmm. like that there's a certain kind of black who as you said can a, a pay, afford, you know, afford the, the dues and yeah. can relate to the things they're talking about and mm-hmm. um do you feel that like that that's kind of come to the forefront now and the intention of it has gotten lost? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I think because of probably the people who come out of it and the other organizations that it's affiliated with, right? The overlap of Jack and Jill sorority and the links is mm. one long thread, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like the young whatever club, I forget what they're called, but um yeah, th- those are definitely all relatable. And she talks about Jack and Jill, Jack and Jill's black being above other people's black, <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> other mm-hmm. other blacks black. Mm-hmm. And that's just not true. I think Jack and Jill was originated. I joined Jack and Jill when I was three years old because my parents didn't have BET in the house because of the, the town we lived in. That's why we mm-hmm. joined Jack and Jill. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people don't know it that way. A lot of people... Um, Mm-hmm. And and rightfully so. I'm not saying they're yeah. wrong. They're not. Right. They're not wrong. <laughs> I was about to say. Yeah, they're not wrong. They're not. Yeah. But I do think it had a lot of positives to it. I saw a mm-hmm. lot of very strong black uh oh gosh. Um like two parent households. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw mostly black two parent households growing Households. Up. That is a very example. rare upbringing for black people in this country Mm. and that's a really nice thing to have and to see i think as well yeah yeah Mm -hmm. be around Mm -hmm. is so 
this is maybe a tangent. To be in Jack and Jill, do you have to come from a two-parent household? No, it's a mother's okay. organization. So no, you just have to have a black mom, which is a whole other thing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I. It was really interesting reading her experience because you could tell she she was in it, but then also she had, she mm-hmm. has like a different view of it now, looking back at it, and mm-hmm. I think she was trying to talk about like the original great intentions, but like kind of where it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, my experience, as I said, I was in it for a month, maybe three months. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the benefits are you get to have your kid around other black kids. Mm-hmm. It's great networking, I would say, for the parents as well, mm-hmm. for the students mm-hmm. as well, or for the kids as well, just mm-hmm. broadening their network. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my mom's issue with it, mine as well, which Rachel also talks about in the book, is like, the bouge the bouginess mm-hmm. the bouge mm-hmm. this kind of like i've arrived i'm a i'm a i'm a different kind of black we, yeah. we talk different we act different yep that yep my mom for damn sure could not get around that overshadows <laughs> it yeah definitely yeah definitely. which definitely overshadowed the experience and i remember yeah. feeling that too and feeling like eh, this feels different from like other things that we've been mm-hmm. a part of do we need to be a part of this and my mom mm-hmm. like, yeah, Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm so curious. Also, because we only know a specific Jack and Jill from mm-hmm. North New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Please email Two Black Girls One Rose Please. if you're in any other area of the country and you've yeah. been a part of Jack and Jill, or like me, your family kind of dabbled in it, or mm-hmm. if you're someone who you're black but you're you would not qualify, quote unquote, for Jack and Jill, meaning the dues like oh yeah oh we unqualified towards the very end of my uh, (laughs) tenure at Mm -hmm. jack and jill we started to Mm -hmm. unqualify and that started to get weird and ugly and funky mm, Uh uh-huh oh yeah oh yeah yeah. oh yeah Mm -hmm. that's so Mm -hmm. sad to me because it's something that's supposed to be bringing people together and kind of growing the society yeah among blackness and black people but, but people are people. White people do the same thing. People yeah. like people are people. So if and we're in a capitalist society also. So if you can't pay the dues, you gotta go. Yeah. Which sucks. Yeah. Which does suck. Yeah. And yeah, it just creates like division, I guess, even within already like divided pockets of people. Yes, but then on the other side of it, just real quick, because I know we've been Mm -hmm. talking about this for a while. Like, uh, for me, let's say in my grade at the school that we went to, there's no way I could have been in like student government. Nobody would have voted for me. The way those Mm -hmm. bitches were working, nobody would have voted for me. Mm-hmm. But in Jack and Jill, I could like hold a leadership leadership position in something, mm-hmm. you know, like there mm-hmm. I could. It was basically our prom doing a Jack and Jill like weekend long event. We moved mm-hmm. our prom so that the girls in my grade could go to a Jack and Jill event. Mm-hmm. It was really, really important to us. And I think it just depends on and you were one grade above me. If I was in your grade, I may feel differently about my upbringing in Jack and Jill, but because of where I was, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I found it very the, necessary when I grew up. And the lack of inclusion you felt at your own school, it's like yep. you needed that outside I needed it. organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even that outside organization, there is a barrier to entry. Yeah, even yes. Even to that. Yes, 
Hey guys, that's a little taste of this week's lifestyle episode. If you want to hear the full episode and get more lifestyle content, join our You Ain't Half Bad tier at patreon.com slash two black girls, one rose. See you next week. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 